A basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, how can you ever find out what he could really do? I don't want this to be the high point of his life. I've seen him, the real sad ones. They sit around the rest of their lives talking about the glory days when they were 17 years old. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. The Keeping the Nostalgia Live show is sponsored by The Dunk Collection. The Dunk Collection connects sports-minded individuals to basketball-inspired home products meticulously designed to help combat life's most mundane chores. Dirty clothes on the floor? Put a dirty dunk on the door. The Dirty Dunk is the original over-the-door basketball hoop laundry hamper designed to make laundry a slam dunk. Do you have a messy office? Try a document dunk. The original trash can basketball stand designed for those who compete in the corporate arena. You're just one shot away from turning your cubicle into the corner office you deserve. Bath time blues? Make bath time fun with the Scrub-A-Dunk, the original basketball hoop for baby ballers. Attach to the tub and Scrub-A-Dub-Dub. The Dunk Collection, making boring chores a slam dunk. Basketball courts. They are a big part of the game. And sometimes all we can get is just a little piece of it. Indiana has a great tradition of putting legendary teams on the court, and you can put a legendary court in your home or business. Whether you're looking for a motivational or marketing piece to advertise your business, or a family court to pass down to your kids someday to your favorite high school team, we would like to help you make a realistically scaled Maplewood court for you. From personal wants or even a high school raffle, school admins, this means you. Please visit us at facebook.com backslash minicourts, M-I-N-I-C-O-U-R-T-S, for more details on what we can do. Athletic directors, business owners, or fans alike, please get in touch and like our page. Court sizes are 29 by 19 inches for high school and 32 by 19 for college and pro. We are working on parquet floors as well. We also want to make sure your school gets their share, so we want to work with them to give them their cut. So check us out at Land of Many Basketball Courts at facebook.com backslash M-I-N-I-C-O-U-R-T-S. Welcome to Keeping the Nostalgia Alive, the Indiana Basketball Memory Show. I am your host, Billy Powell. Um, you can go to keepingthenostalgialive.podbean.com and you can listen to all of our shows that we've done. Today is actually our 131st show. Yesterday's show was with uh, Coach Mike Wagner of the Lagodi Lions. So feel free to go to keepingthenostalgialive.podbean.com and you can hear the likes of uh, Kent Benson, Rick Mount. I mean, uh, you name it, if uh, uh, they have some kind of uh, something to do with Indiana high school basketball or basketball in the state of Indiana, they're there and download it, listen to it uh, at your pleasure. Uh, today, though, with us is a... He's just been announced that in March 21st of 2018, he's going to be in the new induction class for the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, he um, has several records at Huntingburg High School. Uh, he also helped the University of Evansville to their fifth champ- college basketball championship in 1971. And I'm talking about John Wellemeyer. John, thank you for taking some time out of your schedule. I know it's close to that uh, uh, Christmas holiday, but thanks for taking some time out to uh, share your memories of basketball and help to keep the nostalgia alive. You're welcome. It's nice to be here. Uh, John, so tell us, who who introduced you to the game of basketball, and was basketball the first sport that you were kind of introduced to? Well, you know, times back when I was young were a little bit different than they are today. I didn't have an iPod or a, a video games, and the TV we had had about two stations. So 
what the what the kids in the neighborhood did was everybody got together and they played sports outside and they basically played whatever sport was uh going on at the time so my earliest memory though of basketball is being in the backyard and my older brother and all his friends were were playing basketball so i guess from that standpoint that's probably what you know my earliest memory of basketball uh but as far as other sports we basically played the sport that was active at the time whether it's football or baseball or or basketball and and did your brothers play uh high school basketball at huntingburg no my brother didn't no he didn't play and, and and baseball? Did you have a you know you uh, that particular part of the state of Indiana was were you a Reds fan or were you a Cardinals fan? Well, we were Cardinals fan, and my dad was was very he just loved sports, just loved sports. So uh, almost at least once or twice every year we would go over to um, St. Louis to Sportsman's Park and we would watch the Cardinals play. That's back when Stan Musial was there. So I was fortunate enough to get to see the uh, Brooklyn Dodgers play and the Braves play. And, you know, that's back when there was only eight teams per league. Uh, so it was, uh, it was interesting, but uh, that's, that's basically what we did with baseball. And, you know, there was no AAU back then, so did you guys just get together at each other's houses or uh, uh, to play basketball? I mean, I mean, how did you kind of, uh, especially with your teammates that you would go into Huntingburg with, did you guys spend a lot mm-hmm. of time together at uh, basketball courts? Oh, yeah. We, uh, you know, after we'd go to school, and then after school, everybody would get together, and we'd go down to the schoolyard or somebody's house or whatever, and we'd play basketball. That's that's what that's the way that we did it back then. So, um, yeah. Is is can you recall your first memory of going to a basketball game at Huntingburg? You know, I really can't. I I really can't. Um, I know Mom and Dad would take us all the time. Again, Dad went to went to everything. Uh, but I, I can't remember the first time I went to a game. And, and were you a student of high school basketball at that time before you went to Huntingburg? Did you kind of realize what was going on in the state with within high school basketball? Yeah, you know, a little bit, although there wasn't a lot of news from other places. Uh, we did actually, you know, the, the exciting time was during the state finals. And, you know, I know every time the finals were on, we'd gather, gather around the TV and we'd watch the teams play. So, you know, that was a real exciting time, but but not a lot outside of the southern Indiana area at that time. What kind of history or what kind of tradition did uh, Huntingburg have? Uh, in, did they have tournament success or uh, did, you know, what kind of tradition did they have before you actually got to the high school to play basketball? Well, you know, Huntingburg was really a very good basketball team. Uh, and I don't remember the exact year. It was 37 or 38 where Huntingburg was actually the runner-up in the state finals. So they they made it all the way to the final game. Uh, they lost, uh, but they had a very, very good team that year. Uh, in fact, it was a lot of the, the people that were there were uh, the Minkies, and I think a couple of them actually went to uh, IU and played uh, up there. And I think it was on their first championship team, maybe second, I don't know. But they were, they were up there playing, you know, at, at IU. So, and then uh, during the time in the early 50s, uh, 
they were, you know, they had some really good teams, and they were ranked very high in the state. So, you know, they've had a they had a, a long tradition of, of good basketball there. And and what were your expectations? And were you kind of chomping at the bit to get started at Huntingburg? Well, you know, I, I'll tell you this: when when we Huntingburg was different. They had a they had a gym, and I guess you could only see this in Indiana. Huntingburg's a city of about or a town of about five thousand people. They built a gymnasium that would seat sixty two hundred. <laughs> so that, that that was a little unusual, you know, at the time. But you know, for Indiana, I don't know that that was that unusual. Uh, but I remember that you know, growing up, once once or twice every week. You could go to watch a game, basketball game, in the gymnasium, and you could watch your local high school heroes and dream about one day maybe you'd be out there and be able to play. And the part about that that area, which was so interesting, is when I was young, every team, every city in the um, county had their own team. And that was before consolidation. So you had things like the uh, the Ireland Spuds or the Winslow Eskimos or Bird's Eye Yellow Jackets, uh, Ferdinand Crusaders, all teams that you won't hear about anymore. But they all all the cities brought it, and it was just a really really interesting time back then. Yeah. So and the part was if you didn't have a season ticket to you know for the year. There wasn't enough space in the gymnasium to hold all the people that wanted to come. So anyway, it, it just the excitement and the nostalgia that went on with that was just, you know, really interesting. Uh, the Ireland, you mentioned the Ireland Spuds. What a, what a great story for them, especially I think in '63, right? Oh gosh, that was great. I saw the I saw the game, and the interesting part about that, I think they were, was it Washington they were playing? I think it was. And the game, it was either it was tied or real close, and there was about five seconds to go, and a player on the Washington team saved the ball underneath the Ireland's basket, and the player got it and put it in as the gun went off. It was it was just it was just really exciting. But they had a great team, and it was a uh, it was fun to watch them. You, you know, it's interesting. There is so much passion for basketball in that part of the state and and mm-hmm. you know and and a lot of people that I interview and talk to you know there's you know th- there was a, a a love slash hate you didn't want to lose to those teams you wanted to beat those teams and and you know now as 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 those people who played the game get older there are a lot of friendships made and a lot of camaraderie between everybody but at that particular time when you guys would play or when those teams were together it was it was it was it was pretty passionate Oh yeah, I, I think the, for Huntingburg the biggest rivalry was Jasper, uh, and uh, they, you know, you seem like you always wanted to beat Jasper. But I'll tell you what, I love the people in Jasper and and get along with them very well, and they've been exceptionally nice to me. Uh, but 
you know, we had that rivalry then. So, and I will tell you, my daughter is married to a, a guy from Jasper, so I guess I have to be nice, don't I? <laughs> but I still, but I still rib him a little bit. So, once you arrive at Huntingburg High School, what kind of what kind of game did you have? Did you were, were you uh, where, where was your growth spurt within high school? And and uh, you know, did you take off on the freshman team? Did you, did you play JV? Did you play varsity as a freshman? Give us a little introduction to to Huntingburg uh, and your career. Okay, well, you know what? I didn't have a growth spurt in high school because once I got in my freshman year, I didn't grow anymore. I'm I'm the same size now that I was was then. Of course, I've shrunk maybe a little bit since then. <laughs> uh, when I uh, got to be a freshman in high school, I started on four varsity sports. So uh, in basketball, I played four years, and as a freshman, I started and was a leading scorer and rebounder that year. So that's a that tells you a little bit. Did you want more on background on that, or? Oh, oh no. What what kind of what kind of football player were th- were you, and and what kind of football teams did Huntingburg have? Huntingburg had some really good football teams. Uh, when it, the best team we had was when I was a sophomore uh we went nine and one lost our first game and won every game after that uh we had a an all-state running back on our team uh halfback named john blemker and john actually set the the state scoring record that year uh by uh, surpassing or bypassing a guy named terry cole that was from mitchell and uh, so we we had a good team that year. I didn't play my junior year because I had an operation and was unable to play. So I laid out that year, but came back my uh, my senior year and played again. And, and and at what point in time? Like I said, times were different back then. But what point in time did you get on that radar and start getting those letters for uh, 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 scholarships? And hey, I want you to come play for me uh, at at colleges. I got a few junior year. Most of them, most of them came in the senior year. It, I think things came maybe a little bit later then. And and within that whole period, do you, is there besides the University of Evansville, would there have been a, a another jersey that John Wellemeyer would have worn rather than the uh, Purple Aces jersey? Well, I liked Purdue. I liked uh, Louisville quite a bit. Uh, I got in in total. I think I probably got a hundred, you know, a hundred inquiries or offers or whatever uh, for places. Some small, some big schools. Uh, but uh, I think Evansville, Purdue, and Louisville were probably the ones that interested me the most. And, and was that a hard decision process to make? And and you know, what what made your choice for uh, the University of Evansville? Well, you know, when you're trying to think about where you want to go, uh, it's it's yes, it's it's a difficult decision. Um, I guess maybe I felt maybe my comfort level was maybe a little bit better at at Evansville. You know, back in the mid '60s, uh, Evansville was pretty good basketball. They just, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of a guy named Jerry Sloan or Larry mm-hmm. Humes. Yep. Uh, those guys were just terrific. Uh, and I know when I was young, my parents would take me down to Evansville if I was lucky, and we would get to watch the Aces play. Uh, 
uh, and you know, at that time, Evansville was in the top ten of all universities as far as attendance goes. So it was a it was a really exciting time to go there. So you know, it's kind of it's kind of what you see and what you like. Uh, I, I really thought about you know the other schools I told you about, but I guess it came down to Evansville and the schedule they played and just the excitement on playing basketball. You know, it's interesting because, you know, I've, I've interviewed Harold Cox. I've interviewed uh, uh, Russ Grieger, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Coach Wayne Boltinghouse I've interviewed, and, and mm-hmm. you know, they all kind of uh, pretty much say the same thing. And, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the atmosphere and especially of Robert Stadium and, and what it was like was uh, uh, seemed pretty neat, and I guess that's what made their choice to be what it was. Yeah, it, it just, I mean, it was, it was just really great. Now, the other part that made a difference, too, is my mom had gone to UV and my sister was down there and my brother had gone down there. But, you know, if if it didn't fit for me at the time, I wouldn't have gone. Uh, but it just seemed like a, a really good fit and I felt comfortable and I could get the education I wanted. I, I did have some, I, I'm, I my degree is in engineering. And if the school I was going to go to didn't have engineering, I didn't particularly want to go there. So it matched up with my education requirements, too. And now, let's go back a little bit. What, what, tell us a little bit about your teams there while you were at Huntingburg, and uh, uh, what kind of uh, success did you guys have, uh, in tournament success and stuff like that, at, at Huntingburg while you were there? Well, tournament success really wasn't very good. Uh, when I was a freshman and when I was a senior, our teams – we didn't win a lot of games, you know, either one of those years. Uh, we, my sophomore year and junior year, we had some very strong teams. Uh, and I would say probably my, my junior year, we had our strongest team. Uh, we um, were upset in the sectional that year. And uh, we were up, I think, early in the game, like, 20 something to four and there were several people that got in foul trouble and we ended up losing the game so that that to me was one of the hardest losses that i've ever had you know to to lose that game but you know that's the way it happens can you give everybody a little bit of uh what it was like or the atmosphere or, or how enjoyable it was to play in uh, your 6200 uh capacity gym Oh, gosh. Well, you know, it kind of depended. You know, in the sectional, though, I mean, with 6,200, and people were very um, boisterous. Uh, so, I mean, it, it got the adrenaline flowing, and it, it was just, I mean, it was just it was just fun to play there. And when I was in high school, you know, the, the town supported the team, I, I would say, very, very well, the, the, the uh, town and the students were there so you know it was uh and you know when you're in a small town everybody knows who you are and 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 all that but it was a it was a fun time and very exciting to play there did you have a a favorite uh, gym that you would play in uh, uh, you know besides huntingburg or, or did you have a gym that you played in during high school that you really just wanted to get in there win and get out oh get out and and well you know what probably <laughs> Probably the gym at Jasper when we played. It was a. It was a. Uh, t- back then it was a little bit of a. It was a smaller gym and the and the fans were pretty much down on on top of you. Uh, 
in the gym. But you know what? When you played Jasper, those games were always exciting too. I mean, with the rivalry and everything else. So uh, it, it was fun to play there, and yeah, it was good to get out and come back home. <laughs> did Did Coach McCushion actually come and watch you play? Oh yeah. yeah, yes he did. I think he was there several times. I knew Coach McCutcheon when I went there. To I went to his basketball camp when I was in eighth grade, so I knew him from then. And he'd watch me play, you know, several times during high school, and uh, never talked to me, you know, during those times. Except he did come down in the locker room after we lost our game in the sectional when I was a senior. And he came down just to, you know, just to say hello and and so forth. Uh, and, I, I had a lot of respect for him. Yeah, and and during your senior year, what I, I know, and there's a story past this, and 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 I hopefully you'll share that story. But uh, what, uh, uh, how did you feel, or what, what were those thoughts going through your mind, or do you remember when you were told that you had made the Indiana All Star team? Well, I'm not sure what the story is is on it, but uh, that that was you know that to me was a big deal. Uh, I uh, you know to make that uh, I'm not I'm not sure what you know it just it just excitement as far as uh, being able to be on that and be able to play because you ended up breaking your foot right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and 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 you 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 did and how disappointing was that not to be able to play in either one of the games oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> it was it, it was terrible uh, I'll tell you I was out and I forget it it was really a short time before I was supposed to go up I mean only like a day or two and I went out to the city park that night and there were some people playing uh, on the basketball courts Uh, and I thought well I'll just play here a little bit and I came down on somebody's foot turned it sideways and just had a a crack or, or break in the side of my foot and that pretty much did it couldn't play so, now, yeah, it was bad. Did you did you did you travel and go to both of the games with the team? Didn't go with the team, but mom and dad took me to both games. So I went to Indianapolis and I went to Louisville, and and was able. They introduced me at the game, and uh, I was I stayed there and watched it. Yes. Uh, with, with, did, did, was it a, a what kind of did someone actually land on your foot? No, I came down. I jumped came up down. and I came down on somebody else's foot. Uh, so and it you, just turned sideways. So you get, you get. Are, are you, do you get? Uh, did you get a little nervous when uh, uh, you uh, went off and went to the University of Evansville? What kind of basketball team did they had the year before? Was this a particular time that could freshmen play at that point in time? No, freshmen freshmen were not eligible to play on the varsity at that time. Um, they had a. They had. You know, we. We just got, there were some people that had just graduated. I think Larry Humes had graduated two years ahead. Herbie Williams had just graduated uh, uh, the year before that. So, uh, you know, they'd had some good, they'd had some good basketball teams. When I was a freshman, our varsity team won the regional and they came back for the finals in Evansville and they lost, they lost in the first round. Uh, but then after that, I played. I played three years at at UV. And, and what was freshman basketball like then? Well, you before the uh, you would play um, 
uh, either the reserves on the on the varsity team or you'd play some other team that came in and you know we had very few teams that, that we in. played okay um, so uh, were, were you kind of chomping at the bit to get to that varsity level and tell us about that sophomore year yeah I was yeah I was anxious to, to play then because you know it, it's it's you know freshman was okay but you know it seems like you put in a lot of time and you really want to play varsity uh, varsity was uh, was an interesting was an interesting year I I you know I did start uh, but I remember the games that we played, and you know everybody says Evansville's a you know a small school, your division two. But we played. Uh, I know our we took a trip in um, December, and I remember sitting at the University of uh, Arizona in the locker room, locker room, and thinking, boy, this is a long way to come to play a basketball game. <laughs> so we played there, and then the next place we played, we went to New Mexico State, and we played there. And they had, I think they had three play people on that team that year that went to the pros. Uh, so they were very good. They were in the top ten in the nation. Uh, so we played both those teams. So, uh, and then we played, you know, the rest of the year we played our normal, you know, schedule back here. Uh, we were, I think we were about a 500 ball club. We didn't, uh, it wasn't that it was exceptional, but, you know, we about average, I would say. What was what was travel like back then? You know, we've come so far with technology and getting from here to there. Was uh, and did you got did you guys fly? Did you guys take a lot of buses? Was you know uh, you know it, and were there did you ever fear for your life on any of these traveling trips? Well, you know, if if you if we flew a long way like out to Arizona or a place like that, we would take um, we would fly commercial. Uh, if we played somewhere close like uh, Southern Illinois or Kentucky Wesleyan or Indiana State, we would take cars or one of them, I think we took a bus. Uh, everywhere else, we would basically fly, and uh, we flew the uh, DC-3s, uh, which, by the way, is the same plane that uh, Evansville lost their basketball team on a few years after I graduated. It, you know, it was you know, when I was just getting ready to give you a holler and see if you'd be interested for an interview, it was actually, I was thinking about calling you, and I, and I looked at that date, and I, there's there was just no way that I could call you on that date. What what were your, where were you, and what were your feelings? Uh, I, I know that I'm getting a little ahead of myself uh, when, that, when that tragedy happened. Well... I remember I was we were going to go to I was with my wife and we were in the car and we were driving to see uh, our neighbor had just had a baby so we were going to go to the hospital and uh, we heard something about a plane crash and then all of a sudden you'd hear there were duffel bags and so forth from the Evansville team so it, it just you know, it it was just it was just a, a really big shock uh, to hear what's going on, and I guess more of that and a lot of sadness because there were there were people on there that I really knew, you know, the, from uh, Bob Hudson to you know different coaches and so forth that I, uh, Mar Bates, who was a a longtime sportscaster here, 
and it was just it was just a real shock. It was it was bad for the whole city. The whole city loved the Aces. Well, I didn't mean to uh, bring it a downer. I just want to kind of hear your kind no. of uh, take on it. You know, it's a, uh, and it's nice that every year that it is uh, remembered and not forgotten, and people do a lot of uh, uh, of nice work in uh, in remembering uh, that tragedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, some of the other uh, you, you played with some uh, you played with some pretty good ball players at the University of Evansville. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> can yeah. you can you tell tell us about a few like uh, you know I mean what was Don Boozy like or what I mean what was the what what was your team chemistry like especially in especially in 71 when you guys won the championship? Well, you know, that was a real interesting year because when we won, we started the year and quite frankly, we weren't very good. Uh we were 4 and 5 after December. Uh and I would say we were average to below. And Coach McCutcheon made some adjustments as far as the people <clears throat> that were, you know, as far as positions and what we did. And I think the biggest change he made was he put a, a guy named Rick Coffey uh, in the others, you know, playing the other forward. I played one forward and, and Rick played the other one. And I think that made that made a huge difference from that standpoint uh, because he was an outside threat. He could shoot well. He could shoot from one side. I could shoot from the other. And uh, it, it, it really helped the chemistry of that team. We became much more of a quick, fast-break uh, team that really kind of ran up and down the floor and ran other people out of breath. So it was a it was a fun team to play with. Um, Boozy was great. I mean, defensively wise, he was just he was tremendous. Uh, quiet, unassuming, uh, but he was he was great to have on your team and great to have as a teammate. And can you tell us a little bit? Uh, tell us a little bit about Coach McCushion and and your. You know, I mean, you, you went to his basketball camps as a little one. He came and watched you. He wanted you to play for the University of Evansville. What was mm-hmm. what, what? Can you tell us something that people don't know about Coach McCushion or or what was his coaching style like? And and was he was he was he just a coach or was he also a coach and a friend to you? Well, okay. Uh, <clears throat> He was, you know, Coach was a little bit, not a little, a lot, excuse me, he was a lot innovative as far as, you know, the way things uh, went. You know, for instance, one thing he did was, excuse me, with tennis shoes, he he wouldn't let you wear different colors of tennis shoes. He wanted white tennis shoes, and the reason he wanted that was because he didn't want to draw attention to your feet where the referee may call traveling okay uh he came up with a with the uh uh t-shirt type orange jerseys uh because the ball was orange and the shirts were the same type color he felt like that would hide a little bit better so you know some of those types of things uh he did uh the other thing that that was unusual is he a lot of times he would adjust the team based upon the talent he had. We'd still run the same types of plays, but he would adjust, you know, 
like line up one year, and this was when I was a freshman. He had two starting fives, and he'd play one team. <clears throat> he'd play one team for a certain amount of time, and he'd take that one out and put in five completely different ball players. So he moved. He and that was a little bit different situation. <clears throat> so he was, you know, he was. He was different and thought about, you know, what we, you know, how we can play and what we should do. Uh, he was, as far as a person goes, he was, uh, he did a lot for people on the team uh, as far as, uh, you know, I remember one time for me, I, I was trying to find a summer job and he made a phone call for me and it wasn't much later that the guy called me back and I got a, you know, a job working and it was one that would help me out uh for you know education uh so he was you know he was just he was a good person he was i can't say enough nice things about coach mccutcheon and i guess the other thing about him is as time goes by um i respect him more and more every year for the types for the person he was and the things that he's done so uh the warm-ups and and before you guys would come out for a game and you got to wear those those robes, what did, mm-hmm. just putting on those robes? Did you feel like that was an advantage for you guys? And 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 what pumped you up besides you know besides you know playing the game of basketball? That was did you really get into that? Was it cool just to wear those warm ups? And did you think it was an intimidating factor for uh, opposing teams? I never thought about it. <laughs> I just I just never. I just never ever thought about it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know why it would intimidate anybody. I, mean, I guess it could, but but I just never thought about it. You know, kids today they have their iPods, they have their they have their headphones, they have their their things in their ears, and they're listening to to rock and roll or rap or whatever yeah. they listen to to pump up. And and you you guys just went out on the floor and did your thing, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you the cr- the crowd and the noise and all that got me pumped up. I thought that was uh, exciting to go out and play, and and you know really enjoyed that. You know, during your college career, were there some you know, of course, Robert Stadium was probably your favorite. But did you enjoy or have any good stories about uh, opposing places? Was there one opposing place that you felt like the gym, like the rim, was uh, an open bucket or open ocean for you? Well, you know, we played at Ball State one time, and I got 37 points that night, and I felt pretty good about that. It seemed like it it, it went in pretty well there. Uh, <laughs> the other place I really enjoyed playing, I don't, I don't know that I got that many. I don't remember what I scored there, but I really enjoyed playing at, at Hinko Fieldhouse. Uh, that was a super place. And I'll tell you, that the floor is great, and it's a wonderful place to play. And the other part that was good for me was when I, I used to go to the state finals and watch games there. So that to me, it was a thrill to be able to play in Hinkle. And, and did you feel that Hinkle gave you a little bit more uh, vertical? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, it's a good floor, right. nice to jump on. I mean, it was a it was better than what Roberts Stadium was because Roberts was a floor you could pick up and and you know do different things in there. And it's, it seems like sometimes that there were some dead spots in that floor. Uh, but the jumping at Hinkle, I mean, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Well, I felt I always felt like it gave my four inch vertical two inches to six. 
<laughs> well, I guess it could have. I, I just, you know, I just didn't think about it. I don't know. I seem like you could jump well there, though. Uh, John, in your whole college basketball career, was <clears throat> did it go by so fast, or do you do you recollect? Did you ever did you ever stop during a game, or be you know uh, uh, sitting for a little rest or a little bit of foul trouble, and kind of uh, take everything in? And, and do you have favorite? Do you have any favorite memories of what you took in, or or what you remember from your uh, U of E U of E days? Gosh. No, you know, thinking about it right now, it went by really fast. Sometimes when you're that age, you think it's going slow, but I will tell you, as you get my age, each day goes really fast. <laughs> um, I, I, You know what? It just, I guess it was just enjoying what's there. Uh, I guess I never just really did that much reflecting on that. Who was your who, who was your hardest uh, opponent to guard, or who gave you the most trouble, or uh, who did you have the most fun guarding during the uh, your University of Evansville days? Gosh, I don't know. I don't know if I I don't know if I can answer that. <laughs> you told me my questions were going to be. Easy. <laughs> No, this is fine. Um, so, you know, you're coming toward the end of your senior year. You're, I, I take it you, you majored in engineering, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, did you think of uh, of basketball post-college, or were you, were you kind of scratching your head, hey, what do I want to do, and what path did you go down? Well, you know, I had uh, – I. I was actually a better baseball player than I was in basketball. Uh, but I, you know, it was a point that um, I didn't think a lot about, you know, going, going, playing after that. I think I wanted to get a different, you know, go a different direction or get a different career. The other thing that made a difference for me, too, was I had a very low draft number. So I went into and actually selected to go into the Indiana National Guard. So was I, I was in on that, and that, you know, it kind of conflicts with some other things in your life. Um, but uh, I left, I, I had an engineering degree. I've got an MBA also. I went out of school and worked for Whirlpool for a very short time, and I left there and worked for Bristol-Myers or Mead Johnson, which, is in, which was in Evansville. And I worked there for 33 years, uh, doing different things. In the last 14 years, I was the uh, general manager in charge of pharmaceutical operations. So that's kind of how my career went uh, from that time. Did you ever think about coaching basketball, the game of basketball? Well, I did do some coaching for my son, uh, in a youth league, and I think from that coaching, it was probably best for me that that's a career path I didn't choose. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back a little bit because I, I I went over yeah. this. But can you tell us a little bit about the game in high school where you dropped 52? Well, we were playing in a holiday tournament. Um, in Tell City, and we played South Spencer, and it was, you know, I'll tell you, it was just a very good night when 
sometimes the ball just goes in for you. So I, you know, I scored pretty well when I was a senior. I think my average was 20, a little over 25. And, and part of that, uh, I had a problem because the first few games of the year, I had a muscle hemorrhage in my leg, and I had a really, I had a hard time playing. So, I was it was a little bit hard for me back then. Uh, but the night that we played and I scored my 52 was the first night that I didn't have two or three rolls of tape on my leg trying to protect it from being problems. I just said I'm not going to wear it that night, and I just, you know, I had a, I just had a very, very good night that night. You know, it's interesting, you guys, I always tried to get you guys to chat about, you know, your high scores. I gave the date and everything to Coach Dave Shellhouse when he scored 57 against Michigan, and I gave him the date. I said, I said, what was going on that night? He goes, I don't know. What was going on that night? Were we playing? So so he kind of, you know, you dropped 52, he drops 57. It's kind of like, yeah, I guess, you know, it was just a good game. So what what do you think about, what do you think about the college basketball game today and the, and the high school game today compared to when you were growing up and playing both high school and college? Well, I like to watch basketball. I, you know, it seems like, um, college uh i kind of hate to see people do the one and done uh because it's kind of nice to see people you know have the careers and follow the teams and see what's going on i understand why the kids want to do that uh but again it's a change it's a change from what it was back then uh seems like there's an awful lot of teams in that um Division one level that are going for that one prize, and you know when I when I was there, and we didn't get in the major division one, but I think there were sixteen teams. Now there's what sixty seven, maybe right. something like that 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 they play. Uh, high school, you know, I really liked it when it was one, just one. You know the the excitement from the smaller towns together, from the from the uh, play of uh, not the class system, but uh, just everybody in one tournament. And I really liked Hinkle Fieldhouse. I just think the excitement there was much greater than it is today. And so, when you got the phone call, and congratulations, well deserved, by the way, for the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. What were your what were your feelings or what were your what was your what were your thoughts or what road did you go down when someone was telling you that you, you know you're going to be enshrined in you know a basketball hall of fame that only one state in the country? Yeah, you know what that that to me is just a really it's just a really big honor and uh, I feel you know I feel I mean it, there's some there's a lot of excitement about doing that. Um, it's very humbling though uh, and I'll tell you from two reasons it's humbling because there are a lot of, because just the, the people that are in it I mean they're just some exceptionally good basketball players I mean that's the best that, that Indiana's had and to get in with that group just is a very you know just a very humbling experience the the other thing is a lot of people I had some people write some letters and do other things in support and it's not things that that I asked but I had a lot of support and people 
saying very, very nice things about me. So it was just a, a lot of support that I got to get in there. Is is just it, it just it's kind of overwhelming as far as what you can hear and what happens. So I feel I mean I'm just very excited about that. Uh, what does John Wellemeyer Wellemeyer do in retirement? Well, um, I'm the uh, head gardener, groundskeeper, <laughs> and and taxi cab driver <laughs> for my grandkids. And how many so do you I, have? I help. Pardon? How many do you have? I have five. <laughs> I have I have five grandkids. Uh, my son has two boys, and my daughter has three girls. And I will tell you this: they are absolutely the love of my life. I, I spend I've at least my daughter's twins. I've seen just about every day since they've been born nine years ago, and I just love them to death. I will say one thing: you ask about about changes from when I played to today, and I will say one thing: when when I was growing up, my sister was probably the best friend I had, and. We would do lots of things together, most of them around sports. And in the neighborhood, she was probably the best person that we had, uh, the best athlete we had. And the problem for Marcia, though, was the fact there wasn't any place for her to play. A girl back then just, you know, couldn't participate. Now, today, although I have had my oldest granddaughter tell me she does not like basketball she loves soccer and i do have one girl that likes basketball and my grandson does so just to be able to watch them and especially to have the girls have a place to participate i think is just absolutely wonderful uh do you still stay connected to your uh, uh u of e teammates um a little bit. They they get together some and and do some things, uh, but but not a whole lot. No, and, and, I don't. And what do you think of how the University of Evansville progressed? You know, after the uh, the plane crash, and and do you think they're headed in the right direction? And do you still follow them and go to games? Um. Well, after the plane crash, I mean, the city really got around. Uh, the team and I thought they did very well I mean they brought some there were some teams that are players that came in here that were just incredible uh, you know we had Larry Bird that came in Mark Aguirre came in uh, remember a guy from uh, DePaul named uh, Alfred not DePaul but Loyola Alfred Hughes and you know we had some some really great uh, rivalries and so forth uh, and the attendance was was just really up. Uh, lately, it's been down a little bit um, from that standpoint. Uh, I'm not sure why. I hope things come back a little bit on that. Uh, but uh, I think we, you know, Evansville always follows a team that wins. So I think that's probably what that would take a little bit on that. I do. I watch the games. I don't go as much you know as i used to and a lot of that is because i'm so involved with the grandkids they've moved a lot of games on to afternoons and i'm usually gone to soccer or some other event with them do you feel i know i'm going back a little bit but do you feel like uh do you ever think about you you probably could have been a professional baseball player yeah some yeah um, but 
the good part was uh, I didn't play, but I do have a nephew that played in the majors. Uh, my brother's son, Todd, uh, pitched for was a pitcher in the majors for several years, and he pitched for the Cubs and the Cardinals. Uh, he got a World Series ring pitching for the Giants. Uh, and he pitched for a couple other clubs. So it, it was interesting to hear everything that he did. Uh, but, you know, I, I think you make your decisions in life, and you try not to go back on those. And I've had a good life besides that. So I, I don't really have many complaints. Well, John Wellemeyer, thank you so much for spending some time. I uh, I, I, I apologize. I threw you, threw you a couple curveballs, but I think uh, everyone will enjoy this, and uh, I appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much.